Entrepreneur on Fire 547. Failures, aha moments, I've made it moments, and the lightning round, seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Selection, speed, and creativity are just a few of the benefits of having several designers work on your project. Start your next design project at 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. What I love about audiobooks.com is their free sampling. You can preview as many books as you like before you even sign up. Get started today with a free book by going to audiobooks.com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Penny Sansevieri. Penny, are you prepared to ignite? I am. Yes. Penny is the founder and CEO of Author Marketing Experts. She is a best-selling author and internationally recognized book marketing and media relations expert. She's the author of 12 books, including How to Sell Your Books by the Truckload on Amazon and Red Hot Internet Publicity, which has been called the leading guide to everything internet. Giving our listeners just a little overview, Penny, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Thank you again for inviting me to be on the show. And I work with publishers and authors, and I help them get published and promoted. And I am extremely fortunate to do this work because for 13 years, I've been on my own. And it's been an incredible journey and super scary at times, <laughs> as any entrepreneur knows, oh, yeah. but, but I really love it. And, and my business is really my life. Uh, it's not to say they don't have a life, but, um, you know, it's hard when you're, when you're doing your hobby. It's like you don't know, really know when to stop. And I love books and I love authors and I kind of get paid to read for a living, which really rocks. So I love it. Well, one thing that I can definitely resonate with you in is that I have this great app called Rescue Time that actually tracks how much time I work during the week. And just last week, Kate and I were going over the last week before and it said 84 hours. And she's like, you are crazy. I'm like, if I had to guess, I would have guessed that I worked about 36 hours. So I I definitely mix a lot of fun and business together. And I, I totally get that. And Penny, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself personally? We really want to get to know you. Well, I grew up in Belgium. I was there for 10 years. I grew up as, yeah. So my mom still lives there. I love, 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 love going back. I love, I, I think Belgium is one of those really overlooked European countries. You know, people go through Belgium to get to France or they go through Belgium to get to Germany or something. But Belgium is just this fantastic. And how can you argue with the country that has the best um, chocolate and 300 and some odd <laughs> beers, right? So. <laughs> So I love that. So my my mom lives there and I go back every year. I love to travel. Um, And I love to teach. This is something kind of funny. Um, I I was asked about five years ago to teach for NYU and I'm in California, you know, so I thought, gosh, they could find anybody they wanted. And they asked me. It's one of those things where I sort of looked behind me and thought, "Ooh, are you asking the guy behind me? (laughs) Um, So if I could teach full time and, you know, pay the rent. I would I, I would absolutely do that because I love 
I love getting up on stage um, and talking, teaching and talking about publishing and whatnot. Um, and I have a dog who is a rock star. He's awesome. Cosmo. Dog in the world. Cosmo. Yes. Yay. Uh, yes. So um, is that I, creepy? I, I know that I stalk you on Facebook. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's really scary is a Facebook. We all think that we all think that we have these private lives and we put it out there all on Facebook and then there you go. But um <laughs> We love animals, so a portion of all of our work, um, all the proceeds of all of our work goes to support different animal charities who take care of these sweet, loving animals that don't have homes. So that's something that is a passion of everybody that works for me. Oh, I love it. And actually, I used to live in San Diego from 2009 to 2011. Then I moved back to Maine for two years, and now I'm back out here in San Diego. But during my first two years, I rescued a dog. He's a little 12-pound mutt of all different flavors. His name is Sir Diego, and he's just the best dog ever. And I ended up taking him back to Maine with me. But then with my job in Maine, I was on the road so often. My grandmother started looking after him. They fell in love. They're the perfect match made in heaven. So I did completely transfer ownership from myself, Sir Diego, to my grandmother, and those two are inseparable, and I'm now on the hunt. Oh, bless your heart. That's awesome. Well, there are a lot of, especially if you're in San Diego, there are a lot of really great uh, dog groups and, and some that we've actually done some volunteer work for here. Um, so a lot of, lot of dogs, a lot of great animals looking for homes. Definitely. And Penny, I'm really excited to dive into your journey. That's what Entrepreneur on Fire is all about. But before we do, I'd love to hear a success quote. Let's really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. My favorite quote is, do what you love and you'll never work another day in your life. Ooh. So really break that down for us. What does that mantra mean to you? Well, I think that it means that, you know, as an entrepreneur, we tend to um, sometimes we'll take, sometimes we're not really clear on our boundaries. Let me, let me just rephrase that. So sometimes we're not really clear on the boundaries that we have to set. These are the things that I love. These are the things that I don't love, right? As an entrepreneur, we want to do everything. And sometimes we kind of have to. Um, but at a certain level, you really have to decide these are the people I love to work with. These are the people that inspire me. This is, and, and you have to be, because that's the whole part of that first quote is do what you love. Um, and you may love, I know some people who are on their own and being an entrepreneur who aren't really loving it because they're sort of taking absolutely everything. They feel like they have to, to stay afloat. And here's the funny thing about that. If you start to turn away the stuff you don't like, the stuff you really love really does beat a path to your door. Um, and when I first started, to, when I was first in business, which was kind of an, I'm sort of like an accidental entrepreneur, but when I first started in business, that was sort of my thing. As I said, you know, there's a lot, because 3,500 books are published every day in this country. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, we get a lot of people and, and granted, they're all really talented. They may not all be right for us. So we really have to love it. We really have to resonate with it in order to be able to take it. Because at the end of the day, we're their voices out there, you know, and if we love their stuff, people are going to know that. So, so that's kind of, you know, that's kind of part of it too. Um, and, but I just made this decision. I thought, you know, I could go back to corporate America and it would be really easy and things would be good. And I would get a paycheck and Saturday and Sunday, which you know, <laughs> we don't always have Saturday and Sunday as entrepreneurs. <laughs> But then I thought, you know, so, but that's sort of the trade-off, right? Is that you you do stuff that just 
it ignites your passion. And that's where that whole first part of that quote comes from. Well, Penny, I can already tell that you're an amazing storyteller. And I really want you to hold on to that because that's what Entrepreneur on Fire is all about. We tell stories here. So I'm taking the spotlight. I'm shifting it to you. And I want to say, Penny, tell us a story of a time that you failed during your entrepreneurial journey. Really take us there, Penny, down to the ground level and share with us that failure and the lessons you learned. I published the first edition of Red Hot Internet Publicity, and I was was really taking a chance on this book because the 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 industry wasn't really you know we didn't even have the kind of internet that we have now. I think the first version of Red Hot Internet Publicity was published, gosh, six years ago, right? So this was just Facebook at its infancy, and Twitter was still called microblogging and that kind of stuff. So it was sort of an iffy title to release anyway. But I thought, you know, I'm going to do this because I think we need it and we need to do it. And I'm a little headstrong and sometimes I don't, you know, always listen to the best advice. So I decided to publish it called Red Hot Internet Publicity First Edition. And it it was so old that I don't know if you remember this creepy site called Second Life. No. That (laughs) way. I'm so glad that you don't know what this site is. So Second Life is, it's actually, it's actually what the name implies. So it's Second Life. It's, it's this alternate universe that existed only online. And people would have, um, people would have homes and families on the internet and they would have avatars and they'd make themselves into various, you could be any, any sex, any color, any, do anything for a living. And it was a village, like towns and you could get in planes. It was really, really weird. In fact, I taught a couple of classes on Second Life. And at the time, oh yeah, it was really weird. At the time, everybody thought Second Life was going to, oh, this can be huge and people are going to love it. But it was just so creepy, right? Because it's like, well, you know, maybe you should master the first life before you go and have a second one. That was (laughs) this kind of thing. So so those are the types of things that I had in this book. And um, so... (laughs) I remember that um, I remember that I had um, sold this book. So, so I published the first edition and I had sold this book to a publisher and it was right at the time that everything started to kind of, the world started to sort of slide off into a black hole. Right. And I was on a plane sitting on the tarmac in San Diego and I was getting ready to go to New York to meet with my publishers Right. And I we were really excited first time, you know, I've been self-published yet. So so I and I get a I get a message, I get an email message from my agent. She says, you have to call me right away. So phones are supposed to be turned off back then. But I said, whatever. <laughs> so I so I call her. Right. And I said, I said, Rita, what's wrong? And she says, your deal's been canceled. Oh, now with that, the plane starts to, you know, charge down the runway and we're off to New York. So there I am in a plane going to a deal that's now been canceled. That's a long flight. <laughs> that's a long flight because it was nonstop. It's not like I could get off in Houston and go, okay, well, I'm going home, right? So so I'm on the plane and I'm literally just having a little pity party and I'm in my little window seat and I'm just, I'm so upset. And, you know, at the, again, at that time, you were pretty much cut off from all communication. So um, 
you know, it's not like I could be Skyping with a friend and going, you know, well, I lost this deal and yada, yada, yada. So they're five and a half hours later, I finally land in JFK and I am full on just, you know what? I just hate this industry. I'm getting out. I'm so sick of this and blah, blah, blah. And I was really upset because I have, I'm in New York and I have nothing to do. So I go to my hotel room and I get an email from somebody who is a student of mine. I don't know, maybe three years before. And she and her husband had come to one of my Get Published sessions. And she said, Penny, I just wanted to write you and I wanted to thank you so much because you took us through the publishing. And last December, last November, whatever, my husband published this book. And we gave it away as holiday gifts. And he published a book about these great recipes that he does. And all he wanted to do was publish them so that his family could read them. So he did this. And she said that in January, he was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor. And she said, I really want to thank you for teaching this class and sharing this knowledge with us. She said, because you really helped us on our journey. And now we have a piece of him that we never would have had. Wow. Yeah. So I read this email and I was full on just feeling sorry for myself, John. And I read this email and I was just like, you know what? I'm just really stupid because <laughs> there is such a bigger picture here, right? There's a much bigger picture than than just this book. And you know what? The deal didn't happen and you make the best of it. And, you know, and the book's now been published five or six times since myself. Right. Um, but that was really perspective because it, on, you know, on the other side of it, here's this woman who had her husband's recipes and he was gone. It was a lesson well-learned, I would have to say. So Penny, break it down for us, boil it down into one lesson in just one sentence that you would want Fire Nation to walk away with from that entire experience. I think that it's perspective. It's all hard, but you got to really keep it in perspective. You got to meditate or go for a walk or get out of your own vacuum because that's what this email did for me. It showed up in my inbox and all of a sudden I thought... Now I'm just being a stupid human. I'm going to go to Central Park and I'm going to see it for its beauty. Yeah, yeah. So Penny, we're going to transition now. You huh? share with us a failure. You told a great story. And guess what? That was really impactful. I know Fire Nation is resonating with that on many, many levels. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum, staying in that story format, and share with us an aha moment when a light bulb went off that really resonated with you Penny. Take us down to the ground level, Penny. Tell us that story and the steps you took to turn that idea into success. I got to tell you, I think I have to take you back to um, how I ended up getting into business. Sure. So I was at a job and the CEO got laid off and I was one of the first tier of people because I worked in marketing and PR. So I got laid off and then I went to another job <laughs> and then I got laid off from that because they closed the company. So twice in one year, you know, towards the end of the year, I was feeling kind of like a loser. And a very good friend of mine who has since passed away, <clears throat> he took me out to breakfast the day after I was laid off. And he said, I am so excited for you. Now you can finally do what you've always wanted to do. And I looked at him like he had three heads because <laughs> the last thing that I wanted to do, I've been laid off twice. I was already feeling massively insecure. Right. The last thing I wanted to do was to go out and start this start this company. And he said, from the day I knew you, you were always meant to do something else. 
You were always meant to be on your own. Now you can finally, life has shoved you off a cliff and you're going to fly. And I'll never forget that. We were sitting at a Denny's and God love him. He was absolutely right. And I sat down at my desk that afternoon and I started this company that didn't even really have a name. I didn't even name the company because I thought, oh, this isn't going to work. This will <laughs> never work. Oh, really? No, I'm serious. I didn't. I just like, I'll just call it Penny Sansbury Consulting because whatever. I'm going to go back and get another job soon. And then I got addicted, as all entrepreneurs do. So you spend a little bit of time. You're like, wow, this is great. Yeah. So what if I'm working 100 hours a week, right? I'm doing it. And then you get addicted. And once you get addicted, it's, it's really hard to go back. <laughs> that one day in Denny's, a little moons over Miami, you have this aha moment, Penny, that's carried you through to where you are today. And you had so many proud entrepreneurial moments. I mean, the one you share with us with the brain tumor victim, I mean, was such a proud moment for you, of course. But share with Fire Nation your proudest entrepreneurial moment. Tell us that story. I think it comes back to being asked to do to do the uh, to teach for New York University. Um, that was that was really strange because you know I mean New York University, right? I mean, I'm just sort of showing up to this publishing party and doing my thing, and I and I assume that I'm sort of doing it. And nobody's really paying attention. And New York University contacts me and they said, hey, we want you to teach our very first um, self-publishing class. And it was really like, you know, you're at a party and you think that this person's talking to somebody behind you, <laughs> you know, and I, and I sort of and I thought, well, you know, and I didn't want to ask, are you sure you got the right person? Right. Like you know? what happens when they find out who I really am? <laughs> right. Exactly. What happens when they find, well, let me go ahead and submit this proposal. Cause what, before they find out that they actually meant to talk to some, you know, rock star in publishing. Signed contract, baby. <laughs> so, yeah. Signed contract. Yeah. So, so that, I, I got to tell you, that was a huge thing because, you know, for years when I was first in this industry, John, I mean, most in New York, did not see the potential in self-publishing. So I would go to parties and people would sort of say, why would you want to bother with self-published authors? I mean, that, that would, that was sort of, you know, New York for a long time kind of looked down their nose at self-publishing. Um, now, of course, self-publishing is the new black and everybody wants to be independently published. But, you know, back then it was not a very attractive way, but I really felt like this was an underserved and growing market. And as it turns out, I was, you know, I was right. But um, so, so that was really sort of like this thing. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, and it's amazing how many people have resonated with the class. And I'm still very close to the students that were in my first class who were all publishing and, you know, doing really amazing things. And I remember, cause I was flying back and forth every week from that class. Cause I had housing long story. So I ended up going back and forth every week for six weeks. And, I'll never forget, like the second week, I thought, oh, my God, I have to do this four more weeks. And one of the students in my class, she was a survivor of the uh, both attacks on uh, the World Trade Center. And every time she would come, because she retained a, um, a limp from her last, the last time trying to escape. And every time she'd walk in my class, I thought, you know, you're just being stupid. <laughs> Get get yourself on the plane because this woman has seen stuff that I hope to God nobody ever has to see in their lifetime, you know. So it was a pretty inspiring group of people, I got to tell you. 
Wow. It is inspiring. And Penny, uh-huh. what's so obvious about you is the passion you have. And with a lot of passion that a lot of entrepreneurs carry, you know, comes a lot of emotion too. And I mean, you're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. Fire Nation is made up of entrepreneurs, soon to be preneurs, small business owners. And we're all emotionally invested in what we do. And because of that, we're on this crazy roller coaster ride of emotions, the highest of highs, the lowest of lows. You know, you're flying out to sign a book deal. And then on the tarmac, you get the phone call that it's done. I mean, you went from cloud nine, you know, to cloud zero. And it's just that quick sometimes. How do you yeah. keep some semblance of a balance as an entrepreneur? It's funny because people talk about balance a lot. And I don't know that I don't know that as an entrepreneur you ever really attain balance, balance per se. Um, but it but I have I'm in love with my work. And I think that at a certain level you have to realize that, and especially in my work, so so people hire us to get attention for their book, right? It's sort of like they're hiring us to get attention for their child. And if their child isn't accepted by the world, then, you know, the ego can sometimes go into a tailspin. And, you know, we've had situations where people have just been really not happy. I mean, 13 years, you're not going to please everybody. And, And I think that at a certain level, you just back away from that. And you realize that, you know, I used to take it really personally. And you just realize, you step away from it and you go, you know what, this really isn't, um, this really isn't personal. This is much more about them. And, you know, not everybody's going to always hit it out of the park with their book, but you got to give it your best try. And you, you, you know, you keep the shields up, right? You, You still love your work, but you just don't take it personally. You don't take the things that are going to affect you or make you sort of you know, or ding your dreams and things like that. And the other thing is I always surround myself with people who are very supportive. And when I first started this business, I will tell you, John, I had some, some of my friends who I stopped sort of associating with for a while, just kind of say, Oh, you can never do that. You can never do that. I don't want to be around those people. I need to have people around me who are going to believe in what I do and support me and understand if I miss, you know, seeing them four or five Saturdays in a row, because I'm just so busy growing the business as any entrepreneur knows The sacrifice always comes before the success. Fire Nation, listen to these words that Penny is sharing. It's pure gold. And Jim Rohn's great quote that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So if Penny kept spending time with people who were telling her she couldn't do it, guess what? She would have averaged out and probably not done it. But instead, she broke away. She surrounded herself with like-minded entrepreneurs. And she's the success that she is now. And Penny... Let's bring that to present times. Let's talk about today in Penny's world. What's one thing that has you fired up right now? I am really excited about the industry as it is right now, because I got to tell you, um, I wish that self-publishing had been stock that I could have bought because (laughs) I would be retiring. I'd be retiring and buying a house next to Oprah. Um, It is this everything. It's like everything that I've worked for has culminated in this this time. You know, um, self-publishing is the new black. People are getting it. Um, you know, and and the, some of the amazing quality of people. So last year, we had the good fortune of spending a little bit of time working with Guy Kawasaki, who has self-published his book, Ape. And 
this is where people like that and Hugh Howey and Lori Beth Jones, who are now going the self-publishing route, and they're no longer being perceived as the little stepchild not invited to the party. They are rock stars. And this is just, it's an, I get really, I'm sorry, I get really excited about it because it's taken so long for it to get here and it's finally here. Guy Kawasaki's a great past guest and a great example of exactly what you can do in the self-publishing world. I mean, that guy is just a publicity machine. I remember hanging out with him at Social Media Marketing World here in San Diego last April. Mm -hmm. He was just all over the place, smiles everywhere, taking pictures, the ape shirt on. It was quite a great experience. Yeah, and here's something about those types of people like the guy Kawasaki's. Like I said, he was, was, you know, we just um, worked with him for, for a really short time. But he is an exceptionally quality human, you know, and he has this, you know, and one of the things you learn as an entrepreneur is, is you've got to just, you've got to trust and you've got to put out and you can't be stingy with your time or your information. I mean, granted, you know, you want to be careful, but, but you got to give, you got to give a lot. And we do that just in the stuff we share in the social media. He's a shining example of that as are, you know, like Mari Smith and Amy Porterfield are all in San Diego and, and at Social Media Marketing World. I mean, these are just, these are really class act people who go above and beyond to help other people achieve their dreams. So Penny, before we hit the lightning round, let's thank our sponsors. Do you enjoy consuming audio content? Great offer alert. Audiobooks.com is giving away a free audiobook when you sign up. No strings attached. Audiobooks are one of my favorite things in the entire world because they allow you to listen to great content instantly no matter where you are. All you have to do is download audiobooks to your Apple or Android device for offline listening or stream them instantly. If you're not a fan of listening to audio on your smartphone, you can log into audiobooks.com and stream straight from your PC or tablet too. Audiobooks.com has an extensive library with more than 40,000 titles, including bestsellers, new releases, and all of your business favorites like the 4-Hour Workweek and Art of the Start. They also offer membership benefits like an audiobook every month plus 33% off each additional title you listen to. Why wait? Get your first book for free today by signing up at audiobooks.com slash fire. Ah, we'd all like to avoid the dreary side of business, the paperwork, but we can't. If you've decided to take the leap and start your business, you're probably knee-deep in securing financing, getting licensing, ironing out budgets. You may find the creative side of your brain craving attention. Luckily, there is one task you need to do that is more creative. You need to get a few designs in place so you can begin connecting with clients. With a powerful logo, website, and social media design, you'll be able to promote your business both in person and online right away. At 99designs, you can get anything designed in just one week for a startup-friendly price. 99designs can help you build your client base before you even open the doors. What if you could start your next project design today and have dozens of designs to choose from in just seven days? Well, you can. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. So Penny, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, the lightning round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Oh, 
money, fear, you name it. So, so safe in corporate America, John. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So safe. So safe. Benny, what's the best advice you've ever received? The best advice is never take it for granted. Ever, ever, ever. And I tell you something, I apply that to everything. And 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 it, it is probably, you know, just because you have the business today doesn't mean you're going to have it tomorrow. And if you never take it for granted, you will foster it and care for it like it's your first day on the job. Penny, can you share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success? I think as, as a jumping off point from that is I do treat every day like it's the first day that I'm in business. And I do that because when you become, when you get kind of, when you ease sort of into a groove, which is, is always a great thing to do, you know, maybe you overlook following up with that lead or you don't always call somebody back when you should or, but, but when you're in business, the first day, the first month, <laughs> you're all over it. And so that's how I approach, that's how I approach my business all the time. I, and I, I don't always succeed, but I, that is always my goal. Penny, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? I do love Evernote. I love it a lot. I probably don't use it as well as I should, but another really good resource too, just for saving stuff, which is something that I used, is the um, Pinterest. So uh, I have a I have a hidden board on Pinterest, and a lot of times I will just go in and just start pinning stuff that I want to get back to at a later time, um, and I use that pretty pretty religiously. So it's not shared with anybody else; it's just for me. But I can go there at any time and click on the link, and it's very visual. So you see, oh yeah, that's right. I know I wanted to go back to that. <laughs> so that's something that I that's something that I very very much recommend. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we're chatting about in today's episode by going to eofire.com slash Penny Sansavory. Penny, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Small is the New Big by Seth Godin. I, I will read anything by Seth Godin. I think Seth is brilliant. and um, But I love his stuff. I love his stuff because it's so... You can go back as far as you want, even the idea virus, and you can still pick new ideas because his stuff is just, it's always so timely no matter when it's been published. And I love, I love Small is a New Big. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like Seth Godin's Icarus Deception for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Penny, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would write fiction. I love writing fiction. That's what I would do. Follow your passions, Fire Nation. Penny's is writing fiction. That's what she would do. And Penny, I have so enjoyed hearing your journey and the actual stories you shared were so inspiring. Give us one parting piece of guidance, then share the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. The best piece of guidance I can give you is that if you truly, if you build it and you build it well and you build it with integrity, they will come. Um, there's, I, I succeeded in this business, honestly, against all odds. People say that all the time. Truly <laughs> against all odds, 
against all odds right here. Um, and you can reach me at Penny um, at amarketingexpert.com. And the website is amarketingexpert.com. Well, Penny, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to eofire.com. Just typing Penny in the search bar and her show notes page will pop right up. Penny, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Fire Nation, if you're interested in creating your own podcast, then I'd love to invite you to join me as I share some of the most successful techniques and tactics I use here at Entrepreneur on Fire during our live Podcasters Paradise webinar. In addition to sharing my best practices, I'll also give you a sneak peek behind the scenes so you can see exactly what the Paradise community has to offer. Claim your spot at our live podcast workshop today at podcastersparadise.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. Ignite. 